When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Hey, you look kind of cute in that polka dot bikini, girl. This what I wanna do. What? Take off that polka dot bikini girl. Drink all day, play all night. Let's get it poppin'. I'm in Miami Beach. Drink all day, play all night. Let's get it poppin'. I'm in Miami Beach. Miami. By the way, Adriana Demora, just uh, so you know, who's in the cast, she sings the Real Housewives of Miami theme song, which you can find on Spotify. It's called Feel the Rush. And I got to tell you, every time I hear that song, that's right, nipples get hard. I feel the rush. Cutting glass. I'm telling you, that is a great pop. It's a really good song. Like, I'm, there's no joke. Like, I really am like, I like this song objectively. I really like this song. So we are doing, uh, by the way, happy Friday, you guys. You've made it to the end of the year. We've made it through the flipping year of 2022. They said it couldn't be done, yet we somehow managed to do it. And we are celebrating by recapping one of uh, one of the best franchises in Housewives history. I think Miami is just damn good. And don't worry, start of the new year, we're going to look back on 2022 uh, and we'll go through... Everything that has happened in pop culture over the last year. That is what you have to look forward to next week. Uh, but I want to do episode two. We just do episode one on Thursday. I hope you didn't get too upset with me about the insane voices that I've chosen to do for these characters. I'm feeling my way around them. I'm, by the end of this season, I'm gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Like, wow, this guy needs to belong on Broadway doing Real Housewives of Miami the musical. So. This is season five, episode two, and it's called Rock the Boat. And I'm like, whoa, rock the boat. Like, does that mean like there's a rock band on a boat? No, but there is a wedding reception on a boat. And that, of course, is Alexia's marriage to Todd, which has already happened because they eloped. But this is the party that they're doing for their family and friend. So the friends, they start off this show. (laughs) <laughs> with clips of the show. Uh, that's how they, they start. They started the first one this way, too. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I think I almost died right there. I choked. Hey, have you guys ever choked on water? <laughs> like You guys hear about people choking on all sorts of stuff, but, like, water? Like, I choked on a liquid. It's, it's 
liquid. And I was like, ugh, ow, liquid. Um, so they start these episodes with kind of like scenes from the episode to get you amped, but they kind of throw it at you in a weird way. I really like the editing style of this. It's slightly different from other Housewives shows, but just slightly. Not enough to scare you, but it's good. So this guy, Justin's like, ladies and gentlemen, raise a toast to Alexia and Todd. May you have happiness for the rest of your life. And then we see Larza going, why do you care about my finances? You are fucking jealous. That's why. Oh, sorry. No, that was Lisa. You guys, I took notes on these and it was a day where I was just taking notes on Miami all day. And it, it's wild because they talk really fast. So we're seeing clips on the boat and Lisa Hochstein, because you remember the big fight from last episode, was that Larza said that she knows Lisa has a mortgage with her husband Lenny on their $80 million home. And Lisa has not been able to forget it. So she goes on the boat that's ready. Like, it's Titanic, dude. And she's like, why do you care about my finances? You are fucking jealous. That's why. To Larza. And Lisa goes, you're trying to hurt me. And Larza goes... You have a mortgage. That's a fact. And then we cut to Marisol saying, I would be the biggest asshole if I let you fight at their wedding. Come on, let's go. And Lisa says, you're saying I cannot afford my lifestyle. Why, Larza? Why? And Larza goes, I didn't say that. That's what you're implying, and it's fucked up, so shut your mouth about my fucking family. And then all of a sudden, we see a Chiron pop on screen 48 hours before the party. Do you see what I'm doing, though? What, what a great storytelling device where we see this crux of this action that we know we're going to get to eventually in this episode, and then they take us back 48 hours. I know it's a simple trick, but it totally gets me. It's like when Summer House all of a sudden will put 4, 13 p.m., August 28th, and I'll be like, holy shit, that's so specific. 4, 13 p.m.? I mean, something happened so good in this scene where they had to make a note. What time is it, Randy? 4, 13 p.m.? So we open up on uh, Miami. There's Cuban, Miami music, shots of beach. You get tons of shots of beaches in Miami. And I got to tell you, it's refreshing. It really is. Um, we cut to Alexia's apartment and uh, she's putting out this whole spread, you know, and uh, Marisol's there and she's like, well, this is delicious and sumptuous, but I'm not going to have any of this. Uh, you know, I'm not going to have any of it. And Alexia goes, why? And... Marisol goes, I've been going to a fat doctor. And Alexi goes, he wants to make you fatter, right? Because, by the way, Marisol is teeny itty bitty. And by the way, I saw her in person at BravoCon. She's itty bitty teeny. And Marisol goes, no, no, no. He gives me shots. And, you know, I, 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 I want to speed up my metabolism because it's slowed down a lot. And I'm like, you and me both, girl. In a talking head, Marisol goes, yeah, exercises would help, but I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, just saying. <laughs> I'm not a fan either. We cut to Gertie. And Gertie is uh, taking around one of her clients and she's like, you're gathered today, here today, not for a wedding, but for a baby shower. And we see this girl in this weird coat, like going, "Ooh, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Because this is what Gertie does for her business is throw parties. Then we cut to Dr. Nicole and her fiance, big bushy bearded Anthony. And Anthony's like, how was Lars's uh, apartment party? And uh, she goes, well, it happened when we were in St. Bart, so we weren't there. And he goes, oh, okay. Hey, anyways, why don't we keep uh, Larzo away from our boat captain? He just got engaged, and he's a nice kid, and I don't want her wrecking anyone else's home. I'm not saying he's a home wrecker, but, you know, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine seeing yourself being talked on TV about that? I'm like, hey, keep him away from uh, from Johnny. He's a nice kid. He's got a girlfriend, and we know Larza likes to wreck homes and really get in there and just fuck shit up. So let's... Let's not introduce them at all. Um, Nicole covers her face with a napkin and goes, <laughs> and uh, she goes, he just got engaged. <laughs> and they both laugh. We cut to a Ferrari pulling up. Alexia and her son Frankie get out and they're holding hands and they're at the yacht by the uh, the water. And he's like, it's beautiful, mom. And this Frankie, you know, he got into a car accident and it changed his life forever. The first season of Miami, um, you know, was before the accident and we saw it changed him. And she is just, I mean, I got to tell you, you know, you can ag not agree with somebody politically or you can, you not agree with how they talk to certain, but like, I mean, you just, this, this woman, 
is just a saint when it comes to her sons, particularly with Frankie. She's so loving, you know, and, and just never have, it seems like has given up on him. And he's just, Oh, it seems like a really good soul, you know, even with, through the accident. And he goes, he's beautiful. And she goes, gorgeous. And, Alexia goes, I want to make it very clear. We are already married. We're not having a wedding. We're just having a big party. And she goes, we're going to put a nice red carpet here and uh, the yacht. It's in Miami. This is where we were originally going to do the wedding. She's uh, letting Frankie know because that's where they were going to do the wedding a year ago. But then her mother passed away. We meet Josh, the floral designer. We meet Laura, who's a baker. <laughs> I love when you just have a baker on a yacht. And Frankie, this kid is great, man. Frankie, Laura, this baker has blonde hair. He goes, you are so beautiful. You are beautiful. He's a pimp. He's a little pimp, this kid. This kid talks, to, he, this kid is better at talking to women than I am. Like, hands down. He, like, holds her hand. He's like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And uh, Alexi goes, baby, Frankie, she's the one that makes the very delicious cakes. And then we meet Melissa, who's the new event party planner now that Gertie's not doing it. And she's like, uh, okay, Alexia, you're going to do the cake cutting around 10 o'clock. In a talking head, uh, Alexia goes, the difference between Melissa and Gertie is, uh, you know, is very day and night. Did Melissa force a questionnaire on me? No. Did Melissa suggest my guests bump and grind before the holy disciples? No. And we get a flashback to that last season where she was taking her around where the wedding was supposed to be. And it was all these like statues of like holy figures. And it's like, this is where you're going to do the dump truck on that lady in a dance. We cut to her um, scene. Uh, she says, this is our beautiful city, Miami. And we see Frankie eating all the desserts laid out for testing. And they're like, which one is your favorite? And he goes, everything, mom, everything. And Alexia goes, after everything I went through last year, and we get a flashback to Ger Gertie saying, well, they can't facilitate our production for the wedding. Then we cut to her other son, where he's his uh, the other son. He sometimes just comes off as a bad scene, and he's like, "Hey, just because it doesn't mean I have to be okay with what you do." And then we cut to talking about her mom dying on her wedding that day, and it just she's been through tr one tragic thing after one tragic thing, and your heart really does go out out to her. And Alexia goes, I feel like I've been waiting so long to celebrate our wedding. You know, the hiccups, the roadblocks. And Marisol uh, says that in a talking head as well. Um, so we uh, we cut to the guy showing Alexia where all the photo opportunities on the boat are going to be. And she's like, oh, I could pose right here. I could pose like this. And Frankie, her son's like, you're too old for that, mom. And she's like, age is just a number, Frankie. It has nothing to do with that. And Frankie goes, yeah, right, mom. And then we cut to, and by the way, I also love the music on this. It's always just upbeat. You're like, Miami, beep to do pop a do pop do. And we see the interstitial shots. Like it, I, I think I want to, I, I just wish I looked cool. I want to look cool. I want to look like a Miami guy, you know? Uh, we cut to Julia's new farm, and there's goats everywhere. And she's trying to kiss all of them, open-mouthed. And she's like, I need love! I need love! Um, and then we see her praying uh, to her pineapples. And she's like, I need your resistance. And the goats are watching her like, Bah! What's going on? Bah! A car pulls up, and Adriana comes out in a pink cowboy hat and denim. And Julia's like, you messed up my Zen moment. I was praying over my pineapples. Of course you were. Who doesn't pray over their pineapples? Anyway, she goes, welcome to the ranch. My new farm is almost three times bigger than the old one. Now I live in the house with, Martini, with Martina, and she wanted us to live in Miami Beach. Um, but th this is 2,200 square feet, and I have to drive here every day and then go back, you know. And But the girls left. We're empty nesters. And now the animals are our kids now. And the animals need more space. All of a sudden, we see a mini cow. There's mini everything. This is like Lisa Vanderpump's wet dream. And she goes, I now have 400 beating souls. I have about 300 chickens and goats, and they keep having babies, so I don't know how many I have. Listen, I don't know a lot about animals, but if we can't, you know, let's let's keep track. Like, let's 
let's say, you know, maybe, you know, get a notch on a belt system going or just like a, a chalk thing of like, here's another goat. Like, she's like, I don't know. All of a sudden, like a thousand goats trample her. Like, that, that would scare the shit out of me. Um, so she's showing Adriana around and showing him the goats. And she's like, these just got dewormed and they have fleas. And Adriana's like, oh. She goes, now I know why you sat here. Uh, why you, you stay here? The animals are easier to get along with the girls of the Real Housewives of Miami. We get a flashback to Larsa and Lisa fighting at the party about her mortgage. Um, she goes, oh, you, uh, uh, Adriana, you see over there, like all the chickens? And Adriana's like, wow, cool. And they lay all the eggs. And a talking head, Julia lets us know that they lay so much, like 50 to 60 dozen a week. And that doesn't even include my duck eggs. And then we got to go to the market before they close because this farm is not just a hard hobby. No, no, no. This is a working farm. Eggs, avocados, guava, whatever is in season. And uh, she goes, between the feed I have to buy and the hay, it's like $2,000 in food. It's just a lot of money. I was wondering, is that $2,000 a week or $2,000 a month? Uh, it just sound like, Wow. And she goes, I'm lucky I sold my old farm for more than I bought it for, but it's still expensive. But also, how much was your new farm? Like, I mean, like, great, you made a... Anyway, she's like, well, I sell the chicken eggs for $5 a dozen. So there's 50 to 60 dozen eggs a week. So I'm not a math guy, but 60 times 5. So it's 60... So 60... So 60... Okay, so 60 dozen. A dozen is... (laughs) Let's... Let's... No, let... No, you guys... We're figuring this out. Let's do the math. Let's do, let's think back to high school when we did this. Okay, so we've got eggs. We're, we're laying the eggs. Picture them. Bloop, 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 bloop. 12. That's a dozen, okay? 12. And then we have get 60 of those. Oh, but okay, so she gets, how much does she get? She gets $5 for a dozen. Okay, so this is easy then. So it's 12 times, no. Hmm. So, <laughs> okay, 60 times five, right? It's 60 times five. Okay, yeah, that's it. Duh. <laughs> Anyways, I watch a lot of TV. How, how are you guys doing? So 60 times five, that's 60, 120, 180 to $4,300. Okay, so she says $2,000. I hope she means a month, but I have a feeling she might mean a week. So she makes $300 from 60 dozen eggs a week. 300, 600. So she makes $1,200 a week on these eggs. Um, so it's a working farm, but it's, you know, it doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's making a lot of profit. You know, she can't be like, hi, everybody at Shark Tank. My name is Julia and I am married to Martina Netrotolova and I am looking for $5 million to have more baby goats and cows. Yeah. Um, Adriana says, well, that's a good price for real organic eggs. And Julia's like, I am genuinely happy to be here. And Adriana says, it feels like a healing place. I'm here when the sun comes up till the sun goes down. And Martina, you know, she feels like she's not about the farm and the farming. It's not really her thing. So Martina and I have lately been doing things separately. And she tells Adriana, it's getting lonely here sometimes. I almost don't speak human language anymore. Not that I need it, you know, that much. But it would be nice to share it with your wife, right? And Andriana says, well, I mean, she helped your girls, you know, raise your girls, and she now needs to find another purpose. And uh, Julia says, since the girls are gone, it kind of opened up this, this the, the relationship, which I, I did not see much before. So I'm nervous and scared of how much it will uncover all of these different things in our relationship. She tells Adriana, Martina's on the road so much, she complains, but, you know, what is she doing about it to be here with me? We're in a new scene. Lisa comes into a restaurant and she screams, I don't have a mortgage. All the staff are just like, oh, okay. Uh, she goes, I need a cocktail. Okay, can we start with miso roasted cauliflower? want to get some things before the girls get here. Gertie shows up and uh, Gertie's like, it looks like it's going to rain. And they're like, it's Miami. We'll be fine. Lisa orders a skinny, spicy margarita, which sounds delightful. And Gertie goes, how's Lenny? And this is another one of those moments where you're like, oh, shit. Because Lisa goes, well, he's always working, working, working. I don't know how he does it. You know, he's cutting bitches all day long, which is a dark way to talk about giving a lady a breast job, a boob job. 
But then she goes, he still manages to work out. He's lost all this weight. And Gertie is open mouth. She's like, and Gertie's like, at nighttime? Yeah, he plays tennis. I don't know how he does it. He has a lot of energy. And this is just one of those things where you're like, oh, damn, girl, man. Don't. This makes me sad. Don't. Please. Oh. Um, so we uh, we cut to... We cut to Larza, who is meeting up with Kiki. Kiki, remember, is the one that backstabbed Lisa and told Larza what Lisa said about her apartment being filled with pimps and prostitutes. And they're all like, you look beautiful. No, you look beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And Kiki goes, oh, you have this whole goddess vibe going. And Larza's like, trying to keep up with you. In a talking head, Larza goes, I love Kiki. I love spending time with her. I could say, let's do anything. Let's go to dinner at midnight. And she'll be like, let's go. Give me 10 minutes to get dressed. I love people that give credit for easy shit. Like, oh, she likes to go eat food. <laughs> she likes to put on clothes and go out. Wow, what a what a person. In a talking head, uh, Kiki goes, Larza's really fun. People think she's a stuck-up bitch, but she's really fun. We cut to the other party where, uh, you know, Lisa is and Gertie and Alexia comes in. And Gertie already sees Alexia and she's already, already like cold shoulder. And um, they're all like, let's toast to something. And uh, they go, to new beginnings. And Alexia goes, no, I don't like that. That is Larza's. Don't even say that because that was what Larza's party was. We cut back to Larza. And Larza's going, oh, my God, I can't believe you're drinking more. My head was literally pounding like all night after my party. Um, And she goes, you know, when you came over, you rocked. My, you know, you, you, you rocked my world. Just so you know, we get a flashback to Kiki talking about Lars's building hookers, basketball players, all that shit. And Kiki says, well, it wasn't intentional, but I will say that Lisa blocked me. She unfollowed me on IG. It's that serious to her. And I'm like, Kiki, of course, if you talked about something I didn't want you to talk about, yeah, I'm going to block the fuck out of you. What do you, I mean, like. I love when people are like, I totally um, betrayed this person that asked me not to say anything. I don't know why they're upset, though, and it's upsetting to me. <laughs> Larza says, she unfollowed you just for telling me what you said? Yeah, she did. Then we cut back to Lisa at the other thing, and Lisa's going, I never insulted her. I insulted the building. <laughs> I love, she's like, that building is made on the backs of pimps and hoes. Larza's great, though. <laughs> She goes, well, she insulted my finances, my characters, my character, who I am as a mother, as a wife. She insulted me. What have you done? She said, you just live off of Lenny. And then Alexia goes, she can be very mean. Like, just because you said one thing, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. And Lisa says, she's not a fair fighter. Then we cut back to Larza at that other thing. And Larza's going, why can't she get the same energy she gives me? That's the thing. If you're going to give me that energy, I'm going to give it right back. In a talking head, Larza says, if you talk about my home, I'm going to talk about yours. I am, am I petty possibly? Petty Pippin. Is that my nickname? No, it shouldn't be because you shouldn't be using the name Pippin anymore. Get rid of the Pippin name. You don't belong to it anymore. We cut to Gertie at the other place and Gertie's like, I think it's because you're the first offender. You need to be the first responder. And it starts to rain. And Gertie says, I told you it was going to rain. It looks crazy. They go inside. And uh, Lisa asks, what's happening with the wedding, Alexia? And Alexia says, well, now it's no longer a wedding. It's just like a party. And now what, we're, we're married. We're already married. So it's a big party. All Todd asked me for was, it has to be a Saturday. And I call Gertie. And she says she has a wedding that day. And I say, What? And Gertie goes, I was still trying to help you, but you hurt my feelings when you were mentioning, I know that, that, you know, you were mentioning the charity event for my brother, but Marisol had the best party of them, you said. And I'm like, she had this and that she had the, at the Versace mentioned, but you know, that charity is, is for my brother and my nieces that died. Why are you comparing my charity to Marisol's bachelorette party? And Alexia says, I wasn't comparing the meaning. I was comparing the aesthetics. And Gertie goes, I love Marisol, but she had napkin art. She had napkins on the table. She had an amazing backdrop, which is called the Versace Mansion. But I had a laser show. I had flowers draping. We were there for two days planning this. 
In a talking head, Gertie goes, why would she ever compare aesthetically? I started from scratch, and that's called a production. Uh, Walking into the Versace mansion and putting napkins on a table is two different things. Let's call it what it is. And Alexia goes, well, let's agree to disagree. Let's agree. And Alexia says, well, I'm glad you're saying this because I thought you were too big now because you're in a magazine, like being the best wedding planner in the magazine. And I was like, okay, you're full of yourself. And Gertie says, my reputation is on the line every time. And that day was a conflict for me. And Alexia goes, but you're still coming? And she goes, well, I mean, I'll leave my party when I feel good and I feel that my team's got it. And Alexia's like, well, I just want you to be there. And Gertie's like, well, I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, the yacht is sailing at eight, you know. We cut to Graziano's restaurant with Nicole and her cute little son, Grayson. And Nicole is with her mom. And they are also with their nanny, uh, Luz, I believe, who is Nicole's nanny. And they're at this restaurant picking out what to eat. And Grayson's being a silly little boy. And they cheers with wine. Grayson 3 is just sitting there eating a sundae. Oh, my God. I would give, I, I would literally give my left nut, which is the big testicle, to be Grayson. Like, I would love to be a three-year-old again, especially a three-year-old with rich parents. If I could guarantee these people won't go broke, I would I would do it right now. I'd do it in a heartbeat. If, there, it was, if it was legal and the technology was there, I would switch bodies with Grayson, a three-year-old. And yeah, you'd be like, okay, you're going to have to wait until you're 18 to, you know, do, you know, like be a person. But who cares? I'd be like, I'm going to like inherit all my dad's Ferraris and stuff, you know? My dad had a course, a Chevy Corsica that he, you know, he gave to me at one point. We got that thing up to like 150,000 miles and then we sold it for like $200. Like, but by the end it was just like, even the trunk didn't work. And I was, it was in my twenties and I was going on dates with it. And like the trunk was held down by like a, one of those bungee cords. It was really just, yeah. So Grayson, like Grayson's living it up, man. Um, and Nicole's like, Mom, I do think you should start dating. Are you are you holding out hopes you and Dad will get back together? And they all laugh. <laughs> and the mom goes, no way, no way. In a talking head, uh, Nicole says, despite my dad not being an ideal husband, they're best friends. They talk all the time. She put aside her hurt for the sake of the family. I think a lot of women do that. I mean, or in my experience, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I know women can be just as hurtful as men sometimes, but it does seem like women will make concessions more than men. I don't, I I don't know. I think that's true. I could be talking out of my ass. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, and she goes, well, I've known your dad since he was 14, Nicole. And Nicole says, you talk to him every day. And she goes, yeah, he calls me every day to see how I'm doing in a talking head. Uh, she goes, I think he, He's the uh, same stubborn, narcissistic person he's always been. And mom says, well, talking about your dad, maybe it's time for you to try again to have a better relationship with him. And she goes, mom, he never even talked. uh, He never even talked about showing up to the wedding. You know, he was wasted last time he was here. I'm sorry. And we get a flashback of that where he's like, I don't want to change. Come on, I don't want to change. And Nicole's like, well, dad, maybe if you stopped drinking, you wouldn't be so confused all the time. You can't even say your words. He's like, what are you talking about? And mom says, well, that's the way he is. You need to accept people for what they are. That's one of the most frustrating things about human behavior in life, right? Is that you're like, you have to accept that people can't fundamentally change. You want to believe it. And you want to believe it not just for other people, but you want to believe it for yourself. I've talked to you guys about how frustrated I get when I'm making the same stupid mistakes year in, year out. And you're like, are you kidding again? I mean, we're even talking just about losing basic things like my wallet. But then there's like personal issues where you're like, you're still doing the same bullshit behavior. And that makes me really sad. But, I, you know, people always be like, well, you have to accept people for who they are and what they are. And I, I don't know. Like, I think maybe that's the Taurus in me where I'm like, that's full of shit. We do not need to accept that. And uh, mom says, well, it's not going to change anything that your father did in the past. Grayson, by the way, eating his Sunday doesn't seem to really. I love how kids are just around in the most horrifying conversations. And I was trying to remember if I like when the first conversation I heard where I was like, oh, shit. Like, I remember like small, but nothing like like I, I would love. That's the only thing. Do you ever think about like they always talk about planting like an implanting a thing like a video recorder in your head i'm not joking elon musk has talked about this i don't know if you know elon really seems like a great guy but sometimes you're like man i wish 
I wish I could go back to when I was five and have audio and video of what my parents were doing and what they were talking about. And like, you know, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be, or would that just be scary as hell? Would that just be, we'd also just TikTok would explode. It would just be so horrible. TikTok would even turn even worse. Um, Nicole goes, mom, do you think I'm hard to people around me? And the mom goes, oh, yes, yes. Even with me, how many times have I gone home crying from your place? Because you know you want everything perfect and we are not perfect. There are so many times that I've been driving home from your house in tears because of the way that you sometimes treat me. And now they're both tearing up. Nicole and the mom and little Grayson doesn't even, Grayson's like, oh, ice cream. And uh, the mom goes, you're a tough cookie. Why? And Nicole goes, why? Because I hold myself to a high standard. And the mom goes, no, and I admire you for that. But, you know, sometimes you're mean to me. And Nicole goes, I'm mean? I'm not mean. And she's crying. And the mom goes, you are. You're like your dad. You're a tough cookie, just like your dad. And... Nicole goes, I'm not perfect either. Is it a Virgo thing? Is it the moon? I don't know why I'm so crazy. Do I need therapy? And mom goes, you have to change your ways. She goes, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you change that. And the mom goes, you have to learn to accept us the way we are. And Nicole goes, oh, I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, I'm the problem. It's, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> but I liked this scene a lot. This is why I like Miami. I think there's like some really good petty dirt shit. But then there's these conversations between mother and daughters that I think like in a very short amount of time really gets to the crux of things that we go through, even though we're not insanely rich. We can relate to this. We cut to upbeat music. And we see farmland. We're at Mon Petit Garden. They're setting up for a photo shoot. Gertie comes in and she's like, I'm like very nervous because in my life, I've only worn a bikini 15 times. And now I'm posing for this retreat magazine. It's going to be interesting. Her publicist is there. And she goes, after being named best wedding planner in the world by Vogue, I feel like I've been very busy. I'm so slammed by work, but my problem is saying no. You know, I've been asked by Retreat Magazine to be on their cover, and I can't say no. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've never even heard of Retreat Magazine. I also like that. Like, this is so great. It's like, wedding planner of the year. Let's get her in a swimsuit. <laughs> You're like, what? Hey, honey, is that our wedding planner? I knew she'd look good in a bikini. Um, she goes, well, I feel so awkward when posing in a bikini with my stretch marks and my fupa and she's like do i really have to pose in a bikini and then we hear a knock knock and larza shows up with champagne and gertie goes i have modeled before when i was a teenager and i was always getting fired because i was too bossy behind the scenes but i'm gonna ask help from larza because she's always in a bikini and her inner underwear on her only fans and i was like good use people for their talents and so she's posing, she's posing in front of a round door in the garden. It's like, uh, uh, and the photo's like, yeah, babe, let's do this. And we hear model music and Lars is like, gorgeous, gorgeous. Let's go, Gertie. Yay, Gertie. In a talking head, she says, it's hard to find the group of girls um, to clap wholeheartedly for me and be behind me a hundred percent. I think Larza is that girl. And she says, Hey, you're going to kill it, Gertie, but that's how friendship works in my book. Alexia, take notes, baby. Love ya. <laughs> the photographer goes, we got the shot girl. By the way, I've taken so many headshots. I don't think I've ever heard. We got the shot, Ryan. It's been gotten. Um, Gertie says, let's sit over here and chat. Well, I met Alexia and talked about the new beginnings party. The sentiment I keep getting kind of is like she goes, so? And Larza says, well, the thing about me is I don't talk about the low blows. In a talking head, she goes, where I come from, I'm more like a pit bull. I don't really bark. I just bite. Um, I don't talk about me. Don't talk about me, my family, or my business. And we can coexist, Larza says. I'm, I'm okay with people saying she hits below the belt. And I, I do my whole life. I've had to defend myself, my relationships, and it's not a bad thing, but stay in your lane and you won't incur my wrath. I'm like, damn, Larza speaks with a tiny voice, a light voice, but you know, she's always, there's like danger in Larza's eyes. Like there's a lot going on in Larza's eyes. Gertie says, we need to learn as a group to put each other on pillars when they go low, we go higher. And Larsa goes, no, I'm in my lane. I do what makes me happy. 
I love my place, Gertie. I'm single in the city. I'm on top of the city, and I love it. We're in a new scene. It's a day of Alexia and Todd's wedding party at the yacht. Alexia enters the yacht while it's being set up. It says Todd and Alexia and all this riding. There's swirling white flowers everywhere. And Alexia's like, this day has been a long time coming. It's finally here. We're celebrating with friends and family, and I just want to have fun. How we always envisioned the wedding to be. Glenny, Alexia's glam guy, is there. Uh, Alexia goes, I'm nervous. And the planner goes, why? You're already married. In a talking head, Alexia goes, I still get excited. You know, I do. I still get very excited. I love everything about Todd and he loves everything about me. Melissa, the event planner says, okay, the flowers have been done. You guys know how much I geek out about this company. I have talked about this company on the show now a couple times and it bought, like, I'm so excited that they're a sponsor, uh, Masterclass. Masterclass is with us once again, and Masterclass is truly, I think, one of the best gifts you could give somebody, but also one of the best last-minute gifts you could give somebody. I'm actually getting this. I cannot stress what a special product Masterclass is. These are classes taught by world-renowned people in their field. You can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime anywhere, and at your own pace. So you can learn from Kris Jenner. Yeah, the one and only Kris Jenner, who I talk about all the time. Kris Jenner teaches a class called On the Power of Personal Branding. And it is truly incredible, folks. I was talking about this when they showed it on The Kardashians this season. Um, But it is really, I'm going to get into it in a second, all the different classes she has within her uh, her masterclass. It is just truly awesome. But they also have over 180 classes from a range uh, from a range of world class instructors. You know that thing you've always wanted to do. It's closer than you think. And masterclass is truly here to help. My masterclass experience. Now I have about 10 classes in my queue right now. Uh, everyone from Steve Martin to Judd Apatow to Werner Herzog to Bob Iger, the head of Disney. I mean, you really have a front row seat. To the, I mean, the Duffer Brothers who did Stranger Things. You have so many amazing people. You have Doris Kearns Goodwin, who is one of my favorite favorite. Uh, political historian writers out there, she does a class on Masterclass. And it's, uh, so Chris Jenner, let me tell you, I'm taking that one right now. And within her lesson, within her class, there are 12 classes within that Masterclass. And there are titles like um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, How It Started, Consider Your Target Audience, Social Media, Owning It, Come on, Lisa Reno, we love it. Uh, there's a class visual storytelling that Chris teaches. Uh, monetize your brand. I mean, listen, this hits me in the pop culture feels completely, but also this is somebody that really does know their stuff. I would give anything to learn from Chris Jenner, and I actually have a front row seat to do it through Masterclass. Um, so I... I'm going to actually probably be doing a Patreon on Masterclass because I think the Chris Jenner one especially is so cool to talk about because there's so many little nuggets within. And remember, Chloe even shows up and she gets interviewed at the end on a huge 45-minute interview at the very end of this Masterclass as well. Um, and you can stop and start at any time. Remember that. You don't have to do this all at once. You can stop and start. Like I said, there's so many lessons. And this thing, it's like... You're just given all of this knowledge and the freedom to poke around and learn from the greats. I mean, that really is one of the coolest gifts you could give someone. I really think this is the best gift. And like I said, last minute gift too, that you can sign up your friend, your family member, even yourself at a moment's notice. And you can start learning that day. Chris Jenner for me was a perfect place to start because it kind of focused on a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. It's like she teaches about finding and defining your personal brand, uh, like identify, target, and connect with your audience, which I'm trying to do on a daily basis, monetizing your brand through social media, which I try to do with the Instagram, uh, create a brand that's honest and successful, um, getting ahead with social media hacks, uh, delivering consistent content that viewers will love, um, and how to generate maximum likes, comments, and engagement. These are things that Kris Jenner thinks about. And you're, of course, obviously, right? They're the Kardashians. Um, And I think it's awesome because you're learning from someone that is a proven successful entrepreneur. 
Um, a lot of these things are anecdotal. She's telling stories about her career. And I, that's the thing that like, as a pop culture historian, I love to hear that. I love to hear personal stories. Uh, this is the one I started with and I think it's a perfect one, but like I said, I'm going next to Steve Martin's and I'm so, you know, I'm a Steve Martin, just geek. And let me just take you to his, this is how quick you can get to theirs. Um, you just go to your library. I have it in here. You type in the old, uh, Steve Martin and it pops right up. Steve Martin, of course, teaches comedy. And you, there's even a class guide you uh, you open up with supplemental materials for Steve Martin's comedy course. And there is 25 classes within his master class. I am geeking out just looking at all of these. He teaches story techniques, screenwriting case study, Roxanne. He uses the movie Roxanne, editing, uh, writing case study, meteor shower, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exciting. Steve's comedic inspirations. Listen, this is just... I mean, this is, I was so excited when I got them as a sponsor because I just wanted to do all of these classes. So it was like my dream. So I'm hoping some of you guys feel the same way because you really, really should. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash so bad today. That's masterclass.com slash so bad terms apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. The furniture is almost in place, and I really think you are going to be so happy. And Alexia says, oh, I've got goose pimples. I've got good. No, she says, I got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. We cut to Larza. She's getting ready. She's got a pink outfit, and she's with her friend Zana. And it says, okay, okay, yeah, your girls are going to be out, but love it. Oh, love it. We cut to Julia, who's talking to the birds. She's like, she's talking to birds she has in her kitchen. She's like, Richie, dance, Richie. Yes, Richie. And the bird's like, eh, eh, eh. We cut to Lisa saying, I think we should use crystal, um, crystal with the, she's talking to the glam squad about her look. And... She tells the glam squad, hey, love, I'm going to take a quick phone call. Gertie is calling Lisa. And she's like, I'm getting makeup done for the wedding. 
And Lisa goes, I don't think Lenny can come with me. And Gertie's like, oh, no, what happened? She goes, well, our nannies are, our nanny has issues. So we had to have a replacement person. So he's going to stay home with her, which is just super weird, no matter how you cut it. Because you're like, okay, so you're saying there's going to be a replacement nanny, but Lenny's just going to stay home and watch the replacement nanny. It just sounds like he doesn't want to go. Or it sounds like he has somewhere else he'd rather go. Hint, hint. And Gertie goes, well, that sucks. And she goes, yeah, I know. I'm still processing everything that happened with Larza and Kiki the other night at the new beginnings party. And Gertie goes, it's a tough situation for everyone, but like, let's work out the kinks for sure. And Lisa goes, I would love to talk about this and have a genuine apology from her about the lies that Larza said. And Gertie says, on the way to my wedding right now, gotta go. Her little girl, we see Lisa's little girl is getting her hair done. She's really cute. Um... And she goes, I think that everyone should come together and, you know, celebrate Alexia and focus on her. And I, I sent her flowers, Gertie says. We cut to Alexia and she's getting the Gertie flowers that she just talked about. And the letter is really nice. And it goes, I believe it is a blessing as a friend to celebrate you today. I look forward to celebrating your bond. And Alexia in a talking head goes, of all the things to send flowers? I mean, my boat is full with flowers, but, uh, you know, thank you, Gertie, I guess. Marisol comes in and she's already dancing around, which means she's had her vodka and a talking head. She says, of all the things that have happened, it's a miracle we got here today. So I want to live that moment with Alexia, my best friend. I might steal the ring, though. It's pretty fucking nice. Alexia is showing Marisol her earrings and Marisol's crying. She was like, I was crying in my car, you know, not having my mom and dad at my recent wedding. And for you, it's the same. And Alexia says, I know my mom is here today. I know an inspiration for having a good life. She said, she said, Todd is a good one and I feel she can rest because she knows I am happy. And it's like this really nice little moment. I can't, like, it really is a nice moment between two friends and ladies. We cut to Larza coming onto the boat and all pink. Uh, Anthony, the guy with the big old beard, the lawyer, and Dr. Nicole coming into the yacht as well. We got to Alexia getting dressed in her wedding dress and they call her a life-size, but you're like a life-size Barbie, Alexia. We see the ring going over the glove, the wedding ring. Alexia says, I want to be a guy in my next life. It's so much easier. It really is, you guys. Being a guy, like, I just wear basketball shorts most of the times. I barely shower. Uh, not a lot of hygiene going on at any 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 time. It, I mean, I'm telling you, it is really, it's, it's pretty sweet. It really is. Um, her older son comes on the boat with his girlfriend. This guy, he's the troublemaker son. Alexia is getting pictures taken, and she's like, I want to see Todd already. And he goes, turn around, turn around. He's like, hey, turn around. And he's right there behind her. And he's all smiley. There's tears in his eyes. They kiss. And she goes, you're so handsome. You never disappoint me. And he goes, wow, look at you, spectacular. You look gorgeous. So do you, baby. And he goes, you ready to have some fun? And she goes, I'm nervous. Frankie, her son, says, don't be nervous, Mom. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And uh, Todd says, you're amazing. And um, Oh, he goes, no, and Todd, you're amazing. And they're like, thanks for the words, Frankie. Lisa Huckstein comes out. She's in a green number, a green little outfit. Nicole and Julia are laughing on the boat about something. Um, we see pics of Todd and Alexia. Uh, they're getting pictures taken by the uh, the picture guy. And the picture guy's like, act like you're telling her a dirty little secret. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go broke in a year. <laughs> no. Uh, Peter, who is the older son, uh, and his girlfriend are there. And they come and hug Frankie. Lauren, by the way, is his girlfriend's name. And if you follow the news reports, uh, Peter had a dust up with Lauren. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to make it to this show or not. Uh, I don't know enough about that to go into that yet, but I'll try to figure, find out more. Alexia says, oh, Peter, you just come strolling in. You're going to kill me with nerves. Um, and uh, Todd, her her husband, goes, what's up, brother? In a talking head, Alexia goes, Peter and Todd's relationship has come so much further since last year. And we get a flashback to that intense scene I was telling you about in episode one where, you know, he was like, you giving marijuana to Frankie? I'll fight you right back. I'll fight it right back. I'm not scared of you, Peter. And Alexia's like, I've seen the maturity and growth, and I know they love each other. Thank God I have my son's approval, because it means everything. 
and she asks to fix her son's hair. A mother is always going to do that, you guys. We cut to the top of the boat. We see Marisol and Lisa talking, and Marisol goes, did you... Uh, did you bring Leonard, Lin, Lenny? And she goes, no, long story. The nanny he has to be there with the kids. And Marisol in a talking head goes, I don't know why Lisa has to get help with the kids. I just don't get it. You know, you got uh, all these people working for you, the driver or the gardener. They can watch the kids. I mean, someone can watch the kids. I mean, she's kind of right. Like, I wouldn't just put her with a gardener. You know, could you imagine that? The kids are like, well, this is uh, Ted, your gardener. He's going to be watching you because your nanny called out. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm the weed guy. Uh, Adriana comes out of a car with a dude, and she's like, this is my date, Terry Jackman. Uh, he's a doctor. He's French-Brazilian. Uh, I met him last year with the girls when I threw an art show for Martina, which I think is <laughs> truly amazing as well. Uh, we did, We do see a flashback of this guy at the party, and then we find out in a later episode that this guy is married. He was currently married when he come to this. He came to this wedding with Adriana, and I'm like, wow, man. We get a flashback to her telling the girls. She goes last season. She's like, I have two dates tonight, but my number one date turned out to be a number two, if you know what I mean, which I think means a shithead. We cut to Gertie coming in with Russell, her husband. So she made it. She got out in time. Everyone's hugging everyone. Hello. It's a real feel-good party, you guys. And um, then <laughs> then uh, Gertie's like, I just came from my other wedding. I was overstaffed, you know, and, and so I got, I got to leave. Uh, Anthony, once again, we see his huge beard. I'm just so impressed with this huge beard. I'm fearful and impressed by his huge beard. Anthony goes, well, I'm dying to take a Martina Natratilova to Fire Island because I know everyone who plays tennis, everyone there will die when I show up with Martina and start hitting balls with her. I like that he treats Martina like a prop, like, ah, can I rent out your wife for a day and just hit some tennis balls with her, huh? Julia says, well, I had olive oil before I got here, so if I get pissed drunk tonight, I have a reason. I don't know what that means, you guys. Does olive oil get you, like, super drunk before you get drunk? I don't know. We cut to Kiki. She's coming in with her guy. Everyone's doing shots. Larza, Larza does a toast to love. Lisa is drinking watermelon juice with tequila. We, the yacht horn goes, ah, and scares everyone. And that means the boat takes off, you guys. And Gertie goes, how does this work? And they're like, well, you know, Todd and Alexia will make an entrance. Alexia and Todd, they get their five-minute warning till the start of the show. Marisol comes up to Larza with Lisa, and Marisol's like, I want you two to talk. I'm going to go hang out with Nicole. And Lisa goes, well, I've got to sit down for this one. So Larza and Lisa go sit down, like, near the edge of the boat, which I'm like, oh, that's a bad place. Somebody could go over at any time. And Lisa says, I have to say I'm very hurt by the things that you said to me. When I came to your house, <laughs> which, by the way, she's obviously referring to mortgage. <laughs> and um, Larza goes, I don't want to be the one who talks shit about you. And Lisa goes, you did talk shit about my life. And Larza says, because I felt you didn't have my back and you were talking shit things about things I worked hard for. And Larza's like, you talk shit about that. I have a mortgage. And Larza goes, you do have a mortgage. And she goes, be buzzer wrong. I'm telling you, I don't have a mortgage. And Larza goes, that you know of. And she goes, that I know of. Are you crazy? You do have a mortgage. I don't care, but you do, Larza says. Larza, you're a liar. And don't tell me I have a mortgage to my house. Guys, when you can make banal, stupid shit, like, fun, that's when you know you have a good housewife show. We're fighting over a mortgage, and I'm loving it. And Larsa goes, you do have a mortgage. Let me show you. It's public knowledge. And Lisa goes, you don't know a lot about Lenny and I. Obviously, you clearly don't. I don't know who's feeding you these lies, but you need to rewind. You need to be kind and rewind. And Lisa says, not everything about you is true online, right? Like, did you steal someone's husband? Is that a fact? And Larza goes, I don't want to have issues with you. Well, then don't come for my family. And Larza says, it's public knowledge. And don't come for me when I work hard for my shit. And Lisa says, it was a joke. You need to lighten up. And Larza goes, okay, I was joking too. No, you're not, Larza. You're being malicious. You're being not a good friend. And Larza goes, how you have, you, you have a mortgage. It's a public fact. 
Lisa and I talking to Ed goes, I know what Larsa is doing. She's trying to punish me for what went down in New York at the reunion. We get another flashback of this fucking reunion where they're in backstage and Larsa's like, I want you to have my back. And Lisa's like, what could I have said? In a talking head, she goes, she's mad I didn't have her back. So now she's trying to go after me any which way she can. And it's nonsense. She's not my friend. And... Lisa goes, what you did compared to what I did is not the same. I don't spit lies. I just don't do it. I just, I, once again, I just have, I'm so proud of shows like this that, that this is just so simple and they keep it going. You think I would get sick of them keep saying re like mortgage, but I'm not. I'm like, say it again, say mortgage again, do it, do it. Uh, so they finally get up and Lisa calls Lenny and she goes, huh, I'm Mike'd obviously Lenny, but I need to tell you something. I just had it out with Larsa through the fucking roof. She says, she says that we have two mortgages on our house. And he goes, we don't have mortgages on our house. Why does she care about my finances so much? Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. She needs to walk the plank goodbye. And Lenny, uh, like, Lenny doesn't even sound like he gives a shit. And Lisa comes up to the ladies and goes, is there a plank? Is there a plank? And all the ladies laugh awkwardly. Like, and then she goes to one of the servers. She's like, excuse me, sir. Is there a plank? Is there a plank? And the man goes, no, there has to be a plank in every boat. And the guy goes, that's a, that's a pirate ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. I guess there's not a plank. So she's like, we got to get a plank. This got to be a pirate boat because Larsa needs to walk the plank. Anyways, at this point, we go, let's present the beautiful couple, Todd and Alexia. And they come running out. It's lit up. They're smiling. Everyone's cheersing. It's really, by the way, this shot, they are coming out this lit hallway. It's the back of them. And we see all their friends. And we see the Miami uh, skyline. And it's a beautiful shot. It's like, try to do that, Salt Lake. We cut back to Lisa. And she's like, why does she care about my finances so much? I'm sorry. I hate to throw numbers out because it's very tacky. I don't like it. But I have to say, I live in an $80 million house on Miami Beach. And she's saying, I can't afford my lifestyle. I can, bitch. I fully can. She's losing it as this beautiful moment is happening. Nicole in a talking head goes, nobody has any business disclosing financial information, much less on a boat with a bunch of strangers. She has every right to be upset. You're at someone's wedding, a wedding we've been waiting years for. Take a breath. Woosah, woosah. So then there's this guy making a speech going, the universe threw everything at you guys, Alexia and Todd, to be here today. And you said I wanted to celebrate our lives together. And then Lisa's walking down the hallway. I mean, by the way, Lisa's walking. I'm like, where the fuck is she walking on this boat? There seems to be like just all these rooms and stuff. And Gertie's following her. And, you know, Gertie's like, Lisa, Lisa. And she's like, let's go to the bathroom. Let's go. Come on. And Lisa's like, lie, 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 lie. I'm sorry, but I am so mad. I'm so mad because Gertie, she hits below the belt. She fights nasty and it's fucked up. And I don't have a mortgage. What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck you, Wells Fargo. And how, why are you trying to play that game? Why do you care about my finances? You are fucking jealous. That's why. And Gertie goes, careful, careful, careful. And Lisa goes, sorry, your life didn't go the way you planned, but my life went the way I planned. Which I was just like, damn, dude, don't say shit like this. It's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And they're, uh, everybody's like, where are they? Where? Are they? I was like, where are they walking around? Like, I just, um, I find boats fascinating. It would be great if they bumped into Captain Lee or Captain Sandy. Captain Sandy just pokes her head around. I'm like, I couldn't help but listen in on your conversation because that's what I do. I eavesdrop on ships. <laughs> um, so Lisa's like, fuck off. We cut back to the speech about love and happiness for the rest of their lives. And the guy's like, congratulations. We love you guys so very much. We cut back to Lisa going, she's trying to hurt me and my husband, and I will fight her until the end. Gertie and I talking to her, it's the way Lisa is right now. She's freaking out. It's like, it's there's way much more. I've never seen this side of Lisa like this. Something is going on. And then you guys, hold on to your coal mining ass right now, because I'm about to blow you away. All of a sudden on the screen, a Chiron pops up two weeks later, dot, 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 dot. And we see Lisa on the phone. 
Okay, okay. Well, that's it. I'm calling the lawyers. Because your mom, you're trying to bring that girl to my house with my kids in there? Yeah, yeah, really. Because I'm going to have someone come and see that that bitch isn't in my fucking house. You understand me? You bring that girl anywhere near my house, there's going to be a fucking problem. And then she shuts the door on the cameraman. And she's like, <sighs> And then you hear a scream, I don't have a mortgage! <laughs> But my, my husband is cheating on me. You guys, that is the second episode of Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, I, I That was pretty intense, huh? It's really exciting. And I think this show just keeps getting better and better. So I really highly recommend you guys watch it. So this was your Friday episode. We did some shorter episodes towards the end of the week. I love when I apologize because I usually do two to three hour episodes. And when I do an hour, I'm like, have I failed you guys? Do you guys still like me? But seriously, we've come to the end of the week, and I want you to have the best New Year's ever. Let's have a great new year together. Let's help each other out. Let's be there for each other. I'm talking to myself, too. I'm sometimes not a great friend, and I want to be better about that. There's a lot of things I want to be better about, and I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, But thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, If any of you guys listen to me, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for making this show successful this year. I hope we can do the same next year. Who knows? I really hope. I pray. Um, But we're really silly. We're really goofy here. But there's a lot of heart behind this as well. And and I mean that also for the people that work with me. Medita Lopez and Sandra Fryer and just everybody. There's a lot of Patreon baddies out there that uh, I know just are fully behind me. And it's always been such a joy and an honor to be able to share with your lives as well. I see so many pictures of you and your beautiful families. A lot of you guys have had kids this year. And I'm just like so jealous. I'm like, wow, you did something with your 2022. You had a human life. And I'm like... I recapped an entire season of Beverly Hills. And I think at the end of the day, it's probably more important than a child. (laughs) But seriously, this year went way too quick and I'm sure the next one will be the same. So let's take a moment this weekend, look around, look at our loved ones or look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, Not naked. Let's put some clothes on. Let's be respectful and uh, think about it. We got through it no matter what. We got through it. And we're going to get through next year, too, and the year after that. So love you guys. I mean it. And I will talk to you, I believe, on Monday. I don't know. Does, is the dates where? What are the dates? Do, do I have Monday off? I don't know. We'll find out. Anyways, there's plenty of me to go around. Uh, if you like the show, always give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And tell a friend. Get somebody else into this. Let's bring some people in. Kind of like a cult. Just, get, just kidding. JK. Bye, Crystalia. Betches.